Welcome back, faithful listeners, to episode 24 of The Frustrated Fans. Stealing your rose-colored glasses one fan- franchise at a time. I'm Pete. I'm Jeremy. And we're going to go back to the 80s, late 80s today, early 90s, to the Disney afternoon. Woo-hoo. Now that theme song is in your head. Okay, stop. You're going to have a mob of angry people coming after us for getting that song back in their heads after how many years? Well, you know, life is like a hurricane. Eh, true. So, we're looking today at the remake of the DuckTales NES game, the first one. There were two. And the second one was basically the first one, just with different stages. Believe it or not. Uh, it was remade for most of the major systems last couple years back. Uh, was it 2013? Yep. It came out in... It actually has three separate release dates. I'm seeing that, yeah. Yeah. Aug- notes. August 13th, it came out on, digitally on the PlayStation 3, the Wii U, and PC. And then, About a month later for the 360. Yep. And then two months after that, a physical release actually came out on the PS3, 360, and Wii U. That's really baffling why Capcom would bother with a physical release. The One, they're expensive. Because you have to make the make the the disc and everything else involved, and two, you have to distribute it. And they charge more for it too. It was twenty bucks huh. instead of fourteen. That I mean, maybe they're counting on like dads or moms seeing it in GameStop when they bring their kid in, and they're, they're and get nostalgia for it. Yeah, Who I knows? I think part of the reason was when they first released it, there was actually this super limited edition that mm-hmm. really got sent to different companies and like reviewers where. They put the disc. The case for the disc was an actual NES cartridge. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and so everyone was like, oh, "I want that! I want a physical release!" So then they did a physical yeah. release. And went, "Oh, this is kind of cool. well." Unfortunately, I couldn't find it for this review. I actually had to buy it digitally. Oh. so I didn't mind. Yeah, I so and- I got it through the um, a couple months ago. Is every month PlayStation or Sony does a thing through their PlayStation Plus where they give free games, and this mm-hmm. was one of the free games a couple months back. Oh, there you go. So, for those not in the know, Capcom back in the day made a bunch of Disney, was contracted by Disney to make a bunch of games. And this is before Disney got their own internal game studio up and running, uh, Disney Interactive, which is actually not a force to be reckoned with these days. No. Sort of. Not really. No. But they make, <laughs> they make some good games. They definitely part, they definitely Kingdom Hearts. Well, no, that's we'll actually that made much. by Square Enix. Partnered with Disney Interactive, yes. So we might have to tackle that like debacle of a franchise at one point. Um, So I play. um, So yeah, Capcom made a bunch of games based on the Disney Afternoon. And and a couple movies too. I actually have um, the Little Mermaid NES game by Capcom. Oh, I didn't know that part. Yep. Um, And they also is they went on to make. the Aladdin game for the Super Nintendo, they made... Uh, uh, they made... Actually, they didn't make the Genesis one. That was Virgin Interactive. Oh, um, oh, thank God. Yeah. Um, so say, the Genesis one... I like that the one, SNES one. Oh, I, I like them both, but the Genesis one is infamously how hard it can get. Yeah, um, and the SNES one is actually very easy. They also made uh, Magical Quest starring Mickey Mouse, which was on the Super mm-hmm. Nintendo, which I haven't played, but... The only reason why I really remember it is it was on the cover of a Nintendo Power issue years ago. Oh. And they also did... They did a few more... Oh, they did um, the different Mickey games on the Sega Genesis. Like, um, 
Oh god, I can't remember. Like, yeah, I know which ones you're talking about. Yeah. So, which those have also gone on to be like cult classics as well. What about the um? There's a Beauty and the Beast like Mario Party clone for the GBC Game Boy Color. I wonder if that if that was just Disney Interactive or who made that. Um, I can find it right now. While you do that, I want to talk about this in the afternoon. To make a long story short, if you want to see the long version, look up the Nostalgia Critics review of the entire programming block. But the Disney afternoon in the late 80s, early 90s was this block of afternoon cartoons showed Monday through Friday of actually really good series. Towards the end, they got really bad, but this the original block started strong and kept going strong for a couple of years. The original four set was in order of when they aired, Gummy Bears, DuckTales, Rescue Rangers, and Tailspin. Yeah, I don't even, My brother, I don't even remember uh, Gummy Bears. It was hard to catch. It came on right at 3 o'clock. And most kids aren't even out of school, or just getting out of school at 3. Okay, that was like the one Disney Afternoon series that Capcom didn't make a game for. Yeah. Oh, and um, the Beauty and the Beast game for the Game Boy Color was not Capcom. Okay, thank you. Yep. Um, so Capcom, they did two DuckTales games. They did a Darkwing Duck game, which is fun, but the very end of it is extremely hard. Yep, I've got that one. They did two Rescue Rangers games, which are very were very popular at the time and are still good. Yeah, I love the first one. I've and actually never played the second one. And it's like the, fifty plus dollars now, so Wow. Yeah. The only the only game that they made it of that block that I didn't like was Tailspin. That one's pretty bad, actually. I remember playing it on the NES when I was like a little kid and I don't remember it very well. I know there's a Sega Genesis version of it too. Like, well, I wonder if it's any better, but yeah. the NES game I mean, Tailspin is known for a lot of aerial acrobatics, and on the show, the Blues is a phenomenal pilot who can think on his feet, even if he's under fire from pirates. The NES game is just a basic rail shooter, scroller, a rail scroller, where you you're consistently moving as Blue in a plane, and you can shoot, and you can actually shoot. Essentially, it's like a poor man's Gradius. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. And it's very happy and colorful, and it just doesn't reflect the cartoon very well. Yeah. It wasn't... I mean, compared to other games, it's not terrible, but yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it definitely doesn't hold a candle to stuff, you know. To, to the, especially to the other other games made in this same Yeah, exactly. Vein. So DuckTales NES, however, was probably one of the most famous, aside from Roger, uh, the Rescue Ranger pair. Yep. The game is... Admittedly, on the easy side for NES, you can ratchet up the difficulty in the game at, when you start it up, up to a difficult setting. It's for a kids' game. It's it's decently hard. It's not it's not over challenging. It's not something that takes a lot of effort to beat, but it's definitely fun. The you play as Scrooge McDuck in game, and you get to travel various lands around the world and the moon. And uh, get cash and basic and bounce on bad guys with a with a cane. Essentially, your cane has a mysterious pogo feature that allows you to bounce. So they're not doing the they're straying away from the violent side of games, but you definitely do beat up on people by bouncing on their head. 
Yep, and they even Capcom even borrowed a feature from their own Mega Man series, where instead of like a linear progression stage to stage, you start off with a stage select, so you can tackle uh-huh. the levels in any order you want. And unlike the Mega Man games, you don't get like a special weapon at the end of each one, so you can literally just pick whichever one you want to go to. Right. Uh, I always hit the moon last because that was my favorite stage. Uh, I didn't. Well. I do the moon last now as an adult. I never, I didn't play this game back in the day. I did play the Rescue Rangers game. Yeah, I owned the Rescue. I still have my copy of Chippendales Rescue Rangers, and I have, I know I have the manual somewhere. Uh, mm-hmm. But I did play the Ducktales one when I was a kid. I never owned it. I just rented it or played it at a friend's house, and I only bought it for the first time like a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And I remember I really liked it as a kid. I could never beat the thing. I could never figure out what I was doing, but I remember liking it. <laughs> And playing yeah. as an adult, I like it. I've still never beaten the game. So, what... The question is, was this a good translation from from back in the day to the current day? That's uh, certainly the question on our minds, but we'll get to that after our first break. This is Mission Control. We are go for liftoff in T-minus 20 seconds and counting. Wait, 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 wait a minute, Houston. There seems to be a duck on board. A what? I repeat, a duck... In a top hat. Roger that. Ducks! Yes, ducks in outer space from the Disney Afternoon. We're back. So, what did they change? Well, pretty much everything. Uh, Uh, Well, outside of the basic concept, the stage designs, the enemies are the same for the most part. Again, for the most part, the bosses are the same with a couple of exceptions. And mm-hmm. like the act, the original tunes of the music, the entire game has been reworked from the ground up because it's... Basically, they rebuilt the graphical interface. Yeah. And on the game. To hand-drawn, beautifully done hand-drawn sprites, essentially. Yeah. It's it's like anime. It moves, instead of pixel pixels... It more of like kind of what you're seeing in the show. Yeah, it essentially it's kind of like the there's some um, I don't know if you've ever seen the like the Guilty Gear or Blaze Blue fighting game series, but both of those essentially take like full on anime characters like 2D anime characters and put them in a fighting game and they animate really beautifully. And so this mm-hmm. is kind of like that idea where they took the exact. Car- style of the cartoon and put it in as a 2D sprite. And mm-hmm. the developer for this one, Capcom was like the co-developer, but most of the work was done by WayForward, who is basically they're famous for all their 2D sprite work in their games, such as um, sh- the Shantae games. Y- you need to check out the the Game Boy Color Shantae game. It's insane what they were able to do with that technology. Mm-hmm. Um, they they did uh, what, um, Blood Rain Betrayal, which looks amazing. So okay. they're they're known for their 2D sprite work, and all, right. all of their games, good or bad, always look real. They so that part of it. It also, I guess you could call it 2.5D. Yeah. The while the characters themselves are animated in two dimensions, like they were right out of the show, essentially. The the backgrounds are three dimensional, and, and they look bad. They look. They don't look great. They look so basic. There's like no real. I don't know. They just look so bland that there's no real... Like, you have these 2D characters that clash horribly with it because they're flat 2D, and you have the, they're running around on this 3D plane. 
Oh, I definitely agree with you there. Like, there have been games that have done this better. Like, Kirby 64 was one of the first games to try this. And But the difference is, is that while Kirby could only move in two dimensions, he was a three-dimensional construct. Yeah. So he matched the backgrounds very well. And if you want, like, a more... like a more similar example, I mean, you've played like the PS1 Mega Man games, like Mega Man mm-hmm. 8, X4. Those did a yeah. similar thing too, but those actually, but the backgrounds actually fit with the characters more. They weren't full 3D, obviously, but they were done so they would look 3D. And, I mean, there are plenty, I don't have any problem with 2.5D games. Like, I love Mega Man Maverick Hunter X on the PSP. Uh, like, that game And awesome. Mega Man Powered Up is good too. Agreed, yeah. And it's just, the, I think the main problem I have is these backgrounds don't look very good, and they just clash horribly with the character sprites. Mm-hmm. And I, again, I've said, like, Wave Forward I know is better than this, because if you look at Blood Rain Betrayal, which the whole game is done with 2D hand-drawn art, backgrounds, characters, everything, and it looks amazing. I don't know, the graphics didn't get to me that much. The they are, It's certainly jarring the first time you play it to see like, three-dimensional hands with mallets in the opening bin, money bin stage. Yeah. But it, I don't know, I got used to it. Fair, fair enough. Yeah, I, I mean, in the end, I'm not someone who goes, oh, graphics make or break a game. I'm not going to play a game just because it looks really nice. I'm not going to not play a game just because it looks freaking terrible. I mean, that's mm-hmm. why I still play, go back and play a lot of retro games. Like, I'll play PS1 games that have... Not exactly aged very well visually. I don't mind playing Final Fantasy VII again, even though it looks terrible now. Yeah, what's cap? What is Square waiting for? If I mean a, a three, a full, a beautifully done three D remake of that game would print money. They they've given a bunch of excuses. The only one they've given that's actually legitimate is there'd be no way to make everybody happy because uh, if they that's re- true. If they remade the whole game, is one of the things they would have to do is fix some of the busted translation in it. They would have to fit. They would feel like they said they would feel compelled to fix some things. There's some parts of that game that just have not aged well from a gameplay perspective. Yeah. It, to be honest, even if they did, if they completely remade it, it would feel like a completely different game. And, Probably true. And to be honest, I don't really trust them to remake that game anyway. Press, they'd probably be tempted to pull an Advent Children and give uh, like voiceovers and all that other fun. Oh yeah, not that I don't like Advent Children, I do. Yeah, no, they but would a lot of... do voiceovers. They would, I don't know what they would probably do. Add stuff to tie it into the like the expanded stuff they they've done, like the prequel Crisis Core. They'd probably throw in things to that, and so just they said there's no way to make everybody happy because the purists would be like, oh no, you changed everything, and then other people would be like, oh, why is this Gameplay so dated and everything, and yeah, mm-hmm. I, I I do agree with them on that. They've given other stupid reasons like, oh, it would cost too much. It's like, do you know how much money you would make just because people would buy it just because of what it was? Well, I mean, look at the Goldeneye, the, the Goldeneye remake on Activision. While the multiplayer ended up being crap, the, they managed to bank a very successful game just on the Goldeneye name. Yeah, Even I, if the game was terrible in the end. Yeah, in the I mean, most of the time the name is what does it. Granted, the Final Fantasy name has been kind of dragged through the dirt recently. You mean besides, you know, besides the game they had to publicly apologize for? Yeah, yeah. The, the original release of Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> yes, that was, and not to mention the fact the three Final Fantasy thirteen games like. For a while, Final Fantasy eight was like the most divisive game in the franchise. Well, now there's a new champion. All right, so let's get to actual controls and gameplay. Now, 
NES, not, there's not there's no such thing as perfect controls on the NES. There's good ones, there's great ones, but even the original Mario Brothers has its flaws now and then. I'll agree to that. Especially when you compare it to like Super Mario Brothers 3, which that, playing those yeah. back-to-back, there is a significant difference in the gameplay. Now that being said, um, controls back in the NES era were, again, much more simple, so you had to get this right. Mm-hmm. The first time, and Ducktales NES did a decent job of that back in the day. Yeah, the remake is not bad when it comes to controls, but they definitely got sloppy. Yeah, it feels off. Like it just feels weird. Like they don't feel as responsive as they did. The it feels kind of slippery. Like I, I died multiple times in this game just because I accidentally slid off a ledge or. A jump took me way further, or not far enough as it was supposed to. There's some or transition transi- when you just regular jump to and transition into Poco. It takes us like a half second. Yeah. Where in the NES it was instantaneous. Yeah, and that's also part of them adding a couple extra frames of animation to it. So like they want him to actually, I guess, to more naturally use the cane, which defeats the purpose. Like I get it from a look perspective, but from a gameplay perspective, that's stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they also reworked some stuff in this game too like they actually changed the way you go through the moon stage really? yeah huh. they they goofed around with that a little bit I noticed I noticed like one of the secret things didn't have one of the items you're supposed to get that just had a treasure chest the one where you go jump op- over the screen and over to the left yeah and then I was like huh where's the key yeah. was my first what I was saying, but well, no. Well, they changed in the moon stage originally. You just had to find a key, and you would get, and you had to find Gizmo Duck. Well, yeah. This one, you have to find the different pieces of Gizmo Duck. Yes. So, I mean, it's not like a massive, huge. Oh my God, they ruined the game change. It's just odd that they would do it. Meanwhile, the Transylvania level, you've got these stupid minecart segments that. <clears throat> Were those in the original? I don't know. I don't remember them. I'm going to look that up if they keep talking. Oh, God, if they added those for this, that makes me even more pissed off. I mean, the main thing, I mean, and I'll preface this with, this is a pet peeve of mine that turns into, quote what George Carlin said, I don't have pet peeves, I have major psychotic effing hatreds. (laughs) Yes, you Uh, do. I was really annoyed with the intrusive tutorial segments for a game that uses two friggin' buttons. Like they they introduced they added an entire opening stage to this just to tell you how to jump and use the frickin' cane. That's what manuals did back in the day. Or the fact that if you're not an idiot, you could just sit down and go, "Ooh, this button jumps. This button uses the cane." Oh my god, I figured it out. Yeah, I don't. I think the mind mind stuff was new. Don't quote me on that, but I'm not seeing any evidence that it was in the original game. Oh god, so they added that. I think the trans- the big thing about the Transylvania game, it was a maze with the, all the mirrors. Yeah, I mean, I'll ad- I will say this, I did appreciate the addition of a map in each stage. Yeah. I'll, I'll give them that, that actually was helpful, because, you know, it and it wasn't necessary, you didn't have to use it, so that was nice. I didn't discover it until I was on the moon. I'm like, oh. and I paused the game, and I'm like, what is this? Oh, see, I discovered it because I skipped every single cutscene in this game, and in order to skip the cutscenes, you have to go to the, the uh, start menu. Right, so the two new stages are, we'll talk about after our first break. Sounds good. 
There's a tutorial level, and it's new to the game. It's the first portion of the game that was part of the demo as well. Was you go to you're essentially the big boys break into the money bin, and you go to stop them, and that's Scrooge on his own. And it just basically you go around and you they, they tell you it's a tutorial level. They say press A to do this or press X to do that. So, and this is a big feature of modern games, isn't it? Yeah, I mean. The the one that stands out the most for me is the Assassin's Creed series, which I'm officially done with at this point, also because I just hate Ubisoft as a company, but uh. I won't go into that. But the reason why I get tired of a lot of tutorials nowadays is if you've ever played... The first one, I, I'll leave alone just because it was the first game, so yeah, you need to introduce everything. If you've ever played any Assassin's Creed game after the first one, every single damn one starts off with a two-hour tutorial! Or let's go into uh, what's it called, Kingdom Hearts Two, where the first four hours of the game oh. you're not even Sora. I'll I'll do you one better actually. That Square Enix. This is why a lot of people hated Final Fantasy Thirteen. Again, the first two hours of the game you can't level up, and you don't even use the actual battle system. That doesn't even get introduced until two hours into the game, and then they barely tell you how it works, and you have to go into menus to figure out how to slow it down. The point we're trying to make is, back in the day, you could pick up an NES game without even, sometimes even without the manual, and figure it out decently fast enough if you know what you're doing. Yeah. For better yet, Capcom, Capcom has a reputation of quote teaching you how to play the game in game without a tutorial. Yeah. Look at the very first stage of Mega Man X. Yeah, go see, uh, I would recommend people go watch Eagle Raptor's sequelitis for Mega Man X for... That's exactly what I'm referencing. Yeah, for yeah. a full detail into that. And that's why it also bugs me is it's the same company. Granted, it's a different developer, and yeah, I know we're in a different era of games where everybody, I guess, needs something explained, which if not, you get ex- you get results like when Super Metroid came out on the Wii U... Um, Virtual console, you got all these morons asking, why can't Metroid crawl? Because they didn't figure out you're supposed to look for the little, to transform into the ball so you could get through the little cramped areas. I, I mean, so I guess you do need stuff like this, because I guess people now are just stupid, but it's still annoying. They're spoiled would be a better way to put that, it. That too. If you could turn off stuff like this, I would be more forgiving about it. Yeah. Now, admittedly, um, the other added level is the Mount Vesuvius at the end. In the original DuckTales NES, when you get all five, beat all five stages, you have to return to Transylvania to finish the game. And there's nothing changed. You just go through a level and you get your way to the end boss chamber, and that's it. Here, they add a completely brand new ending level, and oh. it's more annoying than hard but it's just yeah not it's not unnecessary it's an, i guess it's a vertical auto scrolling level with platforms that fall yeah and you have to, or, uh, and it's bad I, it's not hard it's just yeah, it's, why is this here yeah it feels annoying and i i don't like levels like this in games the other major change now 
the bosses mostly stayed the same, with the exception um, of the new boss, obviously, in the money bin opening stage, and the final boss, Dracula Duck, in his, this version, he is, has... He still does the bat, where he summons a bat to throw at you, but now he gets outfitted by Magic of the Spell to, to have three different extra forms to try and attack you. Yeah, and... I. I that was, the boss was annoying. Yes, I don't remember the boss fights that well from the NES game, but if they were going to change anything, why didn't they change the fact that every single boss in this game is the most tedious experience ever created? It's, oh, you have to hit them a couple times, now they do an attack pattern, then you have to wait and wait and wait. Oh, now you can hit them two times, now they do the attack pattern again, and you can't do any damage to them. It, it right. is the most tedious thing ever. Well, I mean, take a look at other Capcom games, the original Mega Man X, fighting Sigma, yes, he had a pattern, but the pattern was randomized. He had, you know, six or seven attacks, but they the, would, he never used them in the same order. And also the fact that there was a way to exploit his pattern and beat him without getting hit. Yeah. If you climb up to the... Uh, and this was just exploiting the game's AI into something. This is something uh, one of my friends figured out. If you climb, if you wall jump up to the upper left of the screen, or you could do upper right, either way, he'll get stuck in his jumping back and forth thing, like jumping from wall to wall. So as he jumps to you, you drop down, shoot him, and then just repeat that ad nauseum, and you can actually beat him without him doing any other attacks. Mm. But that was, well, that, that was messing yeah. with the game's AI, essentially. Well, they that's what they fixed it in Maverick Hunter. I, Agreed. I, I, I tried X. that, and it didn't work too well for me. <laughs> yeah. That that being said, the controls and gameplay are they bad? No, they're not what they should be, and that they really didn't need a, a long tutorial level for this kind of game. They could have done better, and I know they can do better. So, story. <laughs> Let's go to the story. You didn't bother with the story. No, I didn't, because... I, I did. Well, because when this game originally came out, before they patched it, before they released an update for it, you couldn't skip any of the cutscenes in the game unless you had already oh. seen them once. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. So I remember when I played the demo for this game way back when it came out, that immediately turned me off as I was like, I don't want to deal with these stupid cutscenes. I don't care. Like, before they even release the game, they're like, we're adding more of a story. Like, we want to explain why Scrooge can jump around on the moon and breathe on the moon. And I just looked and went... They didn't, though. Yeah, and I just went, I don't care. Who freaking cares? Nobody played DuckTales on the NES for this story. We just want the original classic gameplay and music. Jeez. Now, I did let most of the cutscenes play out, and essentially the story, it essentially, it's a prolonged episode, in effect. Um... Or maybe a two-part episode. The story begins the Beagle Boys attempting a robbery on the money bin to get out a painting with a treasure map on the back of it, which sets essentially sets the story in motion and sets up the five other stages. Only late in the game do we actually find out this was a setup by Magica Dispel, voiced by a returning June Foray, kudos on that, uh, for Screws to do the legwork for collecting the five treasures for her so she can use them to revive Dracula Duck and do her bidding. And she even got Glumgold on the scheme. He would get the treasures after she resurrected Dracula Duck to, you guessed it, take over the world. I guess he didn't see that, did he? No. No, he did not. So, is the story bad? No. But it, it, it reads like a, just a basically a DuckTales episode or two. Which, I guess this is another 
just complained of modern games of shoehorning a story into games when it's not needed. Yeah. Alright, so, music and sound. There are some good parts here, there are some very good parts, and there are some bad parts. Yeah. They I, I like... stick to the original music in all the stages that matter, yes, but they are remixes. Yeah. I liked precisely three songs in this entire game. I liked the moon theme, I liked the main theme at the uh, starting part of the game, where when uh-huh. you first turn it on, that was like one of the things I actually liked in it, where you start hearing it as an 8-bit rendition, and then as mm-hmm. it changes into the new, like, remixed version of it, it fade, you see, like, the actual Duckburg fade in, so you know that's, like, a newer game. So I, I thought that was done well. And I like the Himalayas theme, because all three of these, like I said with the main theme, they start off slightly with the 8-bit version, and then transition mm-hmm. into, like, the modernized style. Yeah. So I like the moon that. theme. Yeah, the moon theme in particular is still the single best piece of music in the game. It's really well done, and to the point that they use it in the credits after the main Ducktales theme finishes playing, they do a piano rendition of the moon theme. Let's see. I I skipped that. Well, actually, I couldn't. <laughs> you can't skip the credits in this game. No, um, you can't. But I actually muted the game during the credits because. One of the main problems with this game is the audio quality is all over the friggin' place. The voices don't sound right. The music sometimes has this weird pitch to it that sounds bad. And when the actual main theme started during the credits, it was so messed up, I had to mute it because it was hurting my ears. Wait, which version of the game are you playing? The PlayStation 3 version. Okay, because I didn't have any of that in the 360 version. Oh, well, maybe, maybe because that one came out a month later. Maybe they had extra time. Entirely possible. Yeah, maybe they fixed some stuff with that one. That and there's one audio bit in here that we can both agree on is a why did you do this of the constant voice clips they threw in while you're just playing the game. Uh, Don't get me wrong. It's a credit that they got a lot of the original voice cast to return here, at least the ones who are living. Mm -hmm. And that includes veteran actors Brian George, who plays Scrooge, June Foray, who plays Magicka, to return to their roles, and these guys are in their 90s, and they're still knocking out of the park. Yeah, I have no, I have no um, problem with the performance on yeah, Ter- uh, yeah, I- Terrence McGovern returns as Launchpad, Rusty Taylor returns to voice Huey, Dewey, Louie, and yeah, Webigail. Oh, you mean Scrappy-Doo? <laughs> yeah, and Frank Welker is back as the Beagle Boys, so yeah. kudos on that. Yeah, I, I have no problem with the performances. I... The minute I heard Webigail, I almost screamed. Because it was like the one cutscene I decided to let play out because I couldn't remember Glumgold's name. And then I was like, nope, 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 I don't care. I don't care what his name is. I'll look it up on Wikipedia later. Uh-huh. And, um, but no, like, they threw in all these constant voice clips during it, and it's just annoying. And I get the fact that I guess they just wanted to have more clips with Brian George, but I mean, I mean, the guy's ninety. They have to use him for always worth. Yeah, I, I can understand that. But good lord, it, this is ex- and this is the exact same problem that happened with the Game Boy Advance ports of the SNES Mario and Zelda games, Ugh. where the Mario games weren't as bad, but you only hear them once in a while. Where like when you start a stage in Mario World or Mario gets a uh, mushroom in Mario World, you know, in those. Whereas in Link to the Past, they kept in the screaming every single time Link they mapped over his Link, sword. The, his battle noises from Ocarina of Time. Yeah. Over bap, to Link to bap, the... bap. Oh. 
yeah, that. Yeah. But well, let's get to the next bit after our next break. Sounds good. This ought to be the ending credits theme. It's a soaring sound, flying high like a dream. But it was used as a level two, underscoring the life of a retarded mallard on the We're back. So, other than that, the sound... I mean, obviously, you played a different version of the game, so maybe your audio thing is different. Uh, but three, at least from my point of view, yeah, I didn't have those audio problems. And I was playing the patched version of the PS3 one, which installed a 100-megabyte patch. Mm-hmm. I then tried it... I actually tried it yesterday without the patch and didn't see any differences. So I'm curious as what the heck that did. Your guess is as good as mine. Maybe that's I, what caused all the audio problems. I bought the modern 360 version, so... Yeah. Now, I admit, though, hearing the full extended theme of DuckTales in the credits was did to bring a smile to my face when I played through that. It's been years since I've, you hear like, the full like four-minute song. Yeah. Well, see, for me, Usually it was just that first minute in the show. For me, it was like the final kick in the balls. <laughs> all you considered... What all things considered was is a bad game. Well, aside from the intro and outro level, the ending and f- opening levels, and the addition, the changes to the final boss, which I appreciate making him harder, but and, good god, it was more and annoying than hard. What and the minecart? Yeah, <clears throat> that definitely brought flashbacks of Donkey Kong Country back. <clears throat> <laughs> oh god and that just makes me rem- remember why I hated Donkey Kong Country Returns so much there's a whole section of stages that do that there are on- there's four stages in a row in that game that are only minecart levels I wanted to punch the developers in the face I need to play through that game though no you don't nobody needs to no, play through that game it's terrible okay so I don't know what was your final final opinion on the game I was just constantly frustrated the whole way through. I, I, I got some of your text to that effect. Yeah. Do you want me to read them on air? Go for it. <laughs> I'm not embarrassed. Go for it. Especially that last one I said. <laughs> well, yesterday, Jeremy sent me, when I was at work on a rare Saturday, Jeremy sent me a text that you were playing the, quote, unpatched version. And I called him, I, I, my response was, you are masochistic, you know that, right? Your response? I've beaten Sonic 06 three times. I don't think that's ever been a question. Which, meanwhile, I picked up the Wii U version of Sonic Boom yesterday, too. So I don't think that's ever been in question or will ever be in question. (laughs) Five minutes later, I get a text that I can't take it. Frack this game. Frack this game until it bleeds. I can't say the real thing, because obviously, but... Yep. Yep. You didn't last five minutes. No, I I beat the first level... And I got partway through the Himalayas stage, and that was it. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I love the original. I mean, I, and I'll, but I'll admit some parts of it haven't exactly aged gracefully. Um, no, no old game does. No. Oh, so. Mega Man 2 is still stands up there as holy okay, crap. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, that game's almost perfect. Um, this game, unfortunately, they didn't take into account that some stuff didn't age gracefully, and the changes they did make made it worse. Great. 
And I know WayForward is better than this. I mean, I'll admit they're probably worse than this. Heck, look at the weird Silent Hill game they put out on the Vita. That thing was a, a travesty. Um, well, but it's hard to say if they were on a deadline or no, you know, no. It was just the whole concept behind that game was a travesty. They they uh, turned Silent Hill into like a Diablo clone. Really? Yeah. I wish you could see my face right now. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it made they turned Silent Hill into a dungeon crawler. It was really weird. <laughs> now I can't see your face. I turned on video on Skype. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, and I've played better games by way forward. Contra 4 on the DS is awesome. Shantae, despite the terrible math system, map system in it, was a really good game. And mm-hmm. Mighty Milky Way, despite the fact that I can't figure out how to complete the game, uh, was really cool. But I don't know who to blame on this one, but they dropped the ball. And granted, this ties into recently, I hate... Capcom as a company, I honestly wish they would go out of business and just give their properties off to companies that would do good things with them. Yeah, I would like a new Mega Man game, please. Yeah. Uh, shoot, I went on, uh, people online were saying like where they wanted some of the franchises to go, and I said, I wish Breath of Fire would get picked up by Atlas, and I got a response from someone saying, I think I just came. <laughs> okay. Donatello seems to agree. Um, <laughs> I, yes, Hank. Um, and to uh, reduce my rage, I have my hyperdimension Neptunia purple heart figure sitting in front of me, and so I cannot yeah. be mad when Neptune is around. But because it's an audio podcast, I just stuck my Donatello Nintendo character up to the webcam to see if he'd react. <laughs> yes, he did. You have the purple character. I have a purple character too. <laughs> Um, Anyway, I I would recommend go literally just go buy an NES in the original cartridge. I don't care if it's like five times as much as buying this game. Go buy the. Or is it on virtual console? It is not. Oh, unfortunate. Yeah. That seems an obvious glare, mascara. I think it's a licensing issue. It could be it. I mean, you have to get Disney and Capcom to agree. Yeah. And considering that Marvel just got bought by Disney and Capcom lost all the rights again to any game they put out with Marvel in it that's probably uh-huh. happening. I own everything! <laughs> oh, you do it better. <laughs> <laughs> I took away your games! <laughs> anyway, so as far as me, I agree the original NES card is superior, but I honestly don't mind this one. The tutorial level is sloppy, and the added final level and modified final boss is annoying, yes but reads more than a positive and a negative for me. I don't have a strong nostalgia pulse for the show like I do for other shows. Say, I much have much more nostalgia for Tailspin or Rescue Rangers, because I saw those more often. But hearing the original extended theme song in the credits did bring a smile to me. What bugs me is the price. Now, I, gr- I get companies deserve to make a profit, but and Capcom seemingly asked for a pretty modest price, all things considered, when they could have asked for more. Fifteen bucks, two years later on the Xbox Live, feels a little high. And twenty bucks for the physical version. Which you wanted me to get. Well, I so said, I could ret- well, see, my, my reasoning was, okay, 
just putting it there. I used to work at GameStop. I exploit their used game policy every single time. Like, I picked up, like, I told Pete earlier, I picked up Sonic Boom and a game called The Order. I'm returning them tomorrow. I bought them for the set going, oh, they're used. I can play them, not like them, and return them. I do it all the time. At one point, one of my friends was just exchanging out games every couple of days. <laughs> because uh, the reason why this works, there's no rule that you can't do it. And most GameStop employees don't care if you do. Right. So that was my reasoning was you could go buy it, return it, get all your money back. Is it a waste of 15 bucks for me? Ah, uh, maybe oh, buy two or three or five. But now, I'm in at least something like the GoldenEye remake, which I bought for 50 when it came out. Uh, then maybe a rent for another day. Uh, I, I, I can understand why the comp activists in charge 50 bucks because the entire one player was overhauled. And I admit it was actually probably better than the N64. The multiplayer, on the other hand, not so much. Well, Golden Eye of Duty. Yeah. Bond of <laughs> Duty. You said Duty. Go. Bond of Duty. <laughs> duty. Alright, well, this was a short episode. What do you want to do next? Hmm. Well, you know, we could keep the game theme going on. Right, but let's do something a little bit more unleashed, and not Sonic. <laughs> Darn it! <laughs> well, you know what, next time, let's pick the game with one of my favorite one-liners of all time, and when you hear it, you'll understand why it's one of my favorite one-liners. Star Wars The Force Unleashed. Ooh, Star Wars. I censored Germant against George Lucas. <laughs> one day, episode one, your time is coming. Anger leads to hate. And episode one leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to boycotting the franchise. Mm. Yeah. All right, folks, we'll see you next time. Take care, everyone. Lazy.